الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن اعبد الناس او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected mothers and sisters students of deen this life in this world is a challenge it is a test and we constantly have to be checking that are we moving in a way and in a direction that we will inshallah pass this test or is it something that we are taking chances with and just hoping everything will work out for us but in the meantime we are in a different direction this is an ongoing concern that every person should be having to keep checking we are currently in the last term of the madrasa people are all over in schools universities colleges wherever they are thousands of people are currently approaching what is called exam mode many are already almost there or have even started in some universities etc that people are in exam mode now we are still probably a few weeks away or a little bit more but very soon when exam mode will fall upon us you will notice something very different as compared to other times of the year when it is the final exams especially the last part of the year there's just a few days left for the exams to now commence or the exams have actually started the school exams madrasa exams people are in universities and colleges and wherever those exams there's a very different atmosphere very different feeling that people undergo now this different atmosphere and different feeling where does it come from what's different why is it different person is writing exam so fine he's writing exam why does that exam change everything so much so the exam changes lot of things because a person understands that what is the effect of this exam in terms of moving forward in life or whether a person will stagnate in terms of their studies etc if a person passes the exams there will be promotion to the following year the person passes the exams then the person would be able to maybe get some awards for many that is something very major and if the person fails then he might not progress to the following year there might be other consequences people will be upset around the person there will be a lot of disappointment 
There might be some tears. Lots of things happen. Somebody was hoping that they would get a certain job, but now they didn't pass, so that job doesn't come. Somebody was hoping to get entry into certain university or whatever, so now they're trying to pass very well in metric, but now they didn't get that pass, so now they can't get entry into university. So the person now sees, in his way, he sees all his hopes and dreams being shattered. All these things are the outcome of not passing an exam or the good that comes apparently is as a result of passing that exams. So a lot of things happen. Now because there's such major repercussions, there's such major effects that take place as a result of the exams, it changes people's lifestyles. It changes people's lifestyles. A person is a very outgoing person. Many people, unfortunately, this has become a common situation that we must be out. We must be out for something or the other. We must be out. We barely stay in the home for one day. is too much. The next day we have to be out for something or the other. And if one week passed and we didn't go anywhere, that becomes a major problem in our lives. Whereas the guidance of the Quran Sharif and what Allah wa ta'ala has given us as the direction and guidance is that وَقَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِكُنْ that remain firmly within your homes unless there is some genuine necessity of deen or dunya genuine necessity then to the extent of that necessity a person would emerge but other than that this is it now the western way of life is different must be out everybody must be out everybody must be all the time doing something or the other out the home is just just for the sake of now coming to eat and sleep otherwise must be out entertainment out everything out so must keep moving around so now somebody unfortunately has that kind of lifestyle that they are all the time somewhere here there which is not the right thing obviously but now they want to be some this place and that place but now come exam time that person's lifestyle changes person is sitting firmly at home somebody's inviting him or her there's some we're having some get together here we're having some function here and this and that sorry I can't come anywhere I'm very busy studying now those who are in some very crucial exam they don't want to get distracted from that exam in any way. And they put their heart and soul into it. And they change their lifestyle. They're not going anywhere now. Allah forbid somebody was very neglectful about the salah. They now suddenly start performing the salah also. And on top of that, they're making dua as well. MashaAllah, this doesn't, it's not in a sarcastic way, but it's a it's a reality that this is what happens, that people start becoming conscious of their salah, they started making dua also. Alhamdulillah, the fact that a person decided to turn to Allah Ta'ala, though the person was generally neglectful, but understood and realized that my success is dependent on pleasing Allah Ta'ala. So now the person started becoming conscious, making their salah, making dua, asking Allah Ta'ala. Then, Many a person, their lifestyle was what? They were hooked onto all kinds of devices. 
whether it is some phone, or whether it is the tablet that makes people sick. You get some tablets that make people feel a little better. person has a problem, some sickness, ailment, so now the doctor prescribes some tablets. So those tablets are meant to now help the person recover from the illness. Though these tablets unfortunately have so much side effects at the same time, but nevertheless those tablets in a way helps a person. So some tablets make a person feel a little bit better, but some tablets, the tablet itself makes people sick. Now we know what tablet we're talking about. Big size tablets, don't ever try swallowing it. So now people are hooked onto that tablet, hooked onto their phones, they're hooked onto that social media, they're hooked onto whatever they were watching and Allah knows best what not goes on. But now come exam time, many a person changes this lifestyle. They switch it all off. They get some who can't be bothered. They just are so deep into it, so addicted to it. And this is becoming a major problem in life for many people. Their addiction to technology. Their addiction not just to technology in general, but specifically the addiction to the phone, to social media, to specific things that they have to keep logging on to. And it has reshaped people's lives. It has reshaped people's lives in a way that their whole life is revolving around that device. And take it away from a person for a while, that person is like a fish out of water. Can't survive without it. And unfortunately, many parents don't see the harm or don't realize it or just don't know how to go about it. But their children just are headlong into it. And they sometimes provide it and don't realize what a harm and what a danger this is, how detrimental this is to people's progress, not only for now, but how detrimental it is for their future lives. That how it's affecting their minds right now and it's shaping their minds in that manner. And we unfortunately have to deal with many marital cases and very often one of the major issues is the addiction to the cell phone, whether it is from the husband's side, whether it is from the wife's side. These are ongoing issues. Sometimes both parties are equally caught up in this, in this rut. Sometimes it's one of the two, and it's either way. Sometimes it's the husband, sometimes it's the wife, and it's causing major problems in marriages. And when people are spoken to, but why are you... Why don't you just switch this off? And why don't you just keep it out of the... When you walk into the home, just put it aside. person says, I tried, but I failed. I want to do that. I tried to do it. And I just survived one day without it like that. After the next day, I just couldn't manage it. I had to... Now, the person... And there was one person... One Once, Allah forbid, there was a marriage which was now... It was on the rocks. It was now breaking. This was one of the main issues in there. Now the person can see the marriage falling apart and it's now not just as a as some problems, it's now right at the edge, it's on the hanging on the cliff. Now I'm trying to explain to the person that look this is the problem here. You have accepted and acknowledged this is a problem. So why don't you just stop it right here? Why don't you just cut it off right here and make this declaration, look, I've given this up now, it's no more going to take place. So let's now this normalize the situation and let things carry on smoothly. The person's response is, 
Well, I'll try and see. I will try and see. Now, this thing, it's right at the edge. It's hanging on a, just on a thread. And this is the most serious issue in the whole thing. The person is still not prepared to say that, okay, fine, I've stopped. Fine, there's a declaration. I'm ready to write it and give it. There's my phone. I'll, I'll get, probably have a very small, simple phone, one phone that can only make calls. I can't, can't, no internet connection or anything. No smartphone. He's not prepared to write it down. He's not prepared to give that declaration, to make that commitment. What might happen tomorrow, we don't know. But even while sitting in that meeting, the person is not prepared to write that down. The person is not prepared to even say it. Why? This addiction is so deep. And people just don't understand, don't realize, don't fathom how deep it is, how there's a state of denial, like a person on drugs, but is in a state of denial. Say, no, I'm not addicted. See, by this is overtaking your life. See, no, maybe somebody else said, I got full control over it. But then when you take the, by force some parent took it away from the child, that child went like insane. Started behaving in an erratic manner and being very, very rude and abrupt and shouting and screaming and like gone like an insane person. Then they realize, yes, definitely there was an addiction. Now like a withdrawal symptom now. So this is a very dangerous thing. But now we, we digress from this. We digress from the point of the lifestyle. That people's lifestyle changes. Come the exam time and people's lifestyle changes. Now those who are caught onto this, but if they haven't reached that point of addiction now, that addict now, addict, what can you say about the addict? But somebody didn't reach the point of addiction, then they shut down these things for a while. Or if they don't shut it down completely, they'll make some major drastic changes. They'll minimize the time that they spend on social media and other things. Why? Because now the time is now exam time. Parents forcefully change their children's lifestyle. It's exam time. They take away some things. They take away those devices. Exam time now, you're not going to have it. So Everybody makes a lifestyle change. Why? Because of exam time. It's exam time, so a lot of things will change. There's no functions. There's no going out here. There's no doing this, that and the other. And now suddenly a person, and it's not suddenly, is not in a negative sense. Alhamdulillah that the person realized, I got to come back to Allah Ta'ala. Person who was neglectful of his salah, neglectful, not making dua for weeks on end, maybe whole month. If there's a dua, there's a very, very uh, kind of customary dua. Just some words are being rattled off. There's no heart in it. The person doesn't have any time to make dua to start off with. But just one customary dua sometimes. But now suddenly there's a fervent dua taking place. person is actually asking. That's what dua is all about. Not just to read something. To beg to ask Allah Ta'ala earnestly, from the depth of the heart, to really beseech Him. Now suddenly that started also. Alhamdulillah. Summa Alhamdulillah. But, if that dua is only confined to asking for dunya, then we've lost out very badly. Because in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَقُولُ رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَمَا لَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ خَلَاقِ People only ask for dunya, they are going to lose out terribly. The akhirat, they are going to have nothing. And dunya also, there is no guarantee they will get anything. But وَمِنُمْ مَنْ يَقُولُ رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَا وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ There are those who ask for the good of dunya and the good of akhirat and for the safety from the punishment of the qabr and the azab of jahannam. 
Now these are the people who they will get the tremendous great benefits and bounties of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala in dunya also, in the akhirat as well. So we make the dua for that passing of that exam too, no problem. But more than that, we make dua for passing the exam of akhirat, passing the exam of this life, the test of life. So now, any case, come exam time, people make li- lifestyle changes. Why? Because it's exam time. Now this is the lesson that we have to learn. That this life is a test. The whole life is a test. And we're going to have to make some lifestyle changes to pass this test. Because unfortunately, we have drifted from where we are supposed to be. Now in order to get back on track, we are going to have to make some lifestyle changes. What are the lifestyle changes? This whole life is a test. And we need to be conscious of Allah Ta'ala. One is, we can never afford to neglect our salah. And the other faraiz of deen. And together with it, the sunnats, wajibat, all the wajibs, the sunnat al There is no question of missing this. Now this is a test. A person is writing a paper. The person doesn't say, well I'll answer some questions. And these questions are compulsory, but leave it. I'm not going to answer it. It's a compulsory question, but leave it. I, it's fine now. If I don't answer it, what's the problem? The person knows what's the problem. Nobody would dare leave out a compulsory question. Sometimes in these kind of examinations, obviously that's not something we can apply everywhere, but in these papers, person doesn't know anything sometimes about what the question is. The question is asked to write down something in particular. The person doesn't have any idea about it, completely forgot about it or didn't learn it. As a result, the person is completely lost. But despite being completely lost, he is still trying to write something. He has no idea what he is writing to. Just writing something like walking in the dark. And he got no idea where he is heading to. But he takes a chance. And he says, well, let me write something. I don't know whether this might just, you know, like a shot in the dark. I might just get one, two marks. Now, even the person who doesn't know anything to, he is still trying to do something. Still trying to write something, to try to get some marks. Now that doesn't work in the test of life, that we don't know what we are doing. We say, well, just do anything and it might just work out. No, we have to know what we are doing. We have to learn. And we have to do the correct things. Otherwise, just taking a chance is not going to help us. But just as that person too, never leaves out that compulsory question. How can we afford to leave out the compulsory questions of Salah? of fasting, of zakat, of other compulsory aspects of deen, we can't afford that. That will become a major disaster for us. So we're going to have to make a lifestyle change. Now when we are becoming a little bit more conscious at the time of exams, which is a good thing, alhamdulillah, as mentioned, it's a good thing that at least the exams made us more conscious. But that must not be for the exams alone. That should become like a springboard to take us forward. Not that we just keep jumping on the same spot and forget about it. The exams will come and go. In a few weeks time the exams will have come and then in a short while it will be gone also. But then the test of life carries on. And we need to continue to make an effort to pass the test of life. Otherwise it becomes like what the mushrikeen used to do. 
Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with iman. We are not mushikin. Alhamdulillah. Thumma alhamdulillah. We are mu'mineen. We are the believers in Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. We are the followers of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, this is nevertheless told to us in the Quran Sharif that what the mushikin used to do. And this is to give us a lesson that we should not be doing what they used to do. What the mushikin used to do? That they were worshipping Allah knows best how many idols and stones and inanimate things and whatever. Now they used to pray to all these false deities of theirs. But then come the time when they are traveling in the ocean. And sometimes this huge wave now is coming. There's a storm. And now they are very afraid. What is going to be the outcome here? That if this wave crashes on us, we are gone. There's no way we're going to survive. If this storm now, we get caught up in this, and these waves come and crush our boat, we will not survive here. So now Allah Ta'ala speaks about this. Sometimes a person is going by ship, by sea, uh, by boat, and it's a calm sea. And suddenly a storm breaks out. So Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِذَا غَشِيَهُمْ مَوْجٌ When the waves now come upon them like a, like a canopy, like how you have like a shelter, or the shelter is above your head, or the person can see this wave now. It's just a matter of now where it will crash. It will crash on the boat, or it will just crash just outside the boat. Now if it crashes on the boat, the boat is gone. And the people are gone. So now when they see this, وَإِذَا غَشِيَهُمْ مَوْجٌ كَالظُّلَلُ what happens now? They start calling unto Allah Ta'ala in all earnestness, completely with all sincerity, and calling unto Allah Ta'ala alone. Now they forget all their idols. And now they only call unto Allah Ta'ala because you know Allah Ta'ala alone is the creator, Allah Ta'ala alone is the protector, Allah alone is the one that can save them and save them from getting drowned. So now they forgot all their idols. And they even make promises. What promises they make? In another place Allah Ta'ala mentions the promises. Allah, just take me through now. Let's just let me get, get to the shore. I get to the shore, I will be very grateful. And then, Ya Allah, I'm going to make my namaz also regularly. And I'm going to make tilawat of the Quran Sharif. I'm not going to commit any sin. I'm not going to do any wrong. Allah, just take me to the shore. So, the promises. We also do the same thing now. When there's a difficult moment, something has come up, some challenge. Ya Allah, remove this challenge from me. I will become very pious. Ya Allah, remove this challenge and I'm going to make my salah every day properly. Ya Allah, do, just sort this problem out for me. And I will be a very good person. I'm not going to fight with anybody. I'm not going to be rude and abrupt. I'm not going to have any issues with anyone. I'm going to be very conscious of deen. But in another, then again Allah Ta'ala mentions in this ayat, فَلَمَّا نَجَّاهُمْ إِلَى الْبَرِّ إِذَاهُمْ يُشْرِكُونَ And then when we bring them to the shore, Allah Ta'ala says we save them from that harm. We make that boat reach the shore. فَلَمَّا نَجَّاهُمْ إِلَى الْبَرِّ إِذَاهُمْ يُشْرِكُونَ They start with the shirk. They forget what promises they made in the middle of the ocean. They forget what uh, they said and what they declared. And that they now had called unto Allah Ta'ala alone at that time. They forgot all that. Now they gone back to the shirk. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. While it's exam mode, 
while everything is building up towards examination, or when the exams have started, then a person now is fully conscious now, very concerned, making dua, making salah, not missing any salah, and uh, not com- committing any haram, not going to any sins, and then be promising Allah Ta'ala also, making promises to Him. Ya Allah, if I pass this exam, and if I get that A, I get that distinction, or I come out first, or whatever other things we now bring into the whole equation, Ya Allah, I'll do this, and I will do that, and I won't do this wrong, and I won't do that wrong, and there's so many pledges we make to Allah Ta'ala. But then come that exams are over, and in many instances now, then the results get announced, until the results are not announced, person is still making dua. Now the exam is over, done. What the person has written, he has written. It's not that now that what was written is going to now get changed or something. But the person is still concerned in making dua. Ya Allah, you make it that I get a good pass and Ya Allah, you save me from failing or whatever the case is. Now the person is still carrying on. Sometimes the exams are over. It's now one whole week, 10 days, 15 days. People wrote metric exam. Now one whole month is passing. That person is still making dua person is still begging Allah's help, still making the namaz also regularly. Now comes the results. And there, as soon as the results come, this person now says, oh, I passed. I got those distinctions. Oh, I got four A's, three A's, somebody else, whatever. And whether it's a madrasa situation, the person sees, mashallah, I passed. Unfortunately, many, that's the day that they miss the salah. That's the day that they forget about the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. That's the day they stopped making dua. That's the day they started... Now they have to celebrate now. So now what their celebration is? Their celebration is haram. That haram they didn't do for the whole month. And now they're celebrating with haram nauzubillah. Allah Ta'ala made all this happen. Allah Ta'ala brought the person to the shore. Now the person decides to na'uzubillah in inverted commas thank Allah Ta'ala. This is big inverted commas. This is their so-called gratitude. Like the mushrikeen used to say Ya Allah, you save me from this problem. I'll be very grateful. The problem is gone. The person's gratitude is na'uzubillah, disobedience. Then we are failing the test of life. Now we have to change the lifestyle. The lifestyle has to become in conformance to the commands of Allah Ta'ala. Now this is, we are in a constant exam mode. Our whole life is exam mode. But this current small exam teaches us that lesson. That we can't take things for granted. We have to make this very big decision in our lives. And we have to guide our children as well. We have to guide ourselves. We have to help one another that we stay far away from those things that are going to displease Allah Ta'ala, that are going to bring problems and calamities in our home, in our lives. And we do those things that will earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, and that will take us closer to Him. In this way, we will benefit in dunya also, we will benefit in the akhirat as well. Our lives in dunya will be peaceful, serene, and the main thing is the akhirat. That is where we will get the full rewards of all this good that we did the sacrifices that we made, like the exam mode now, we will make sacrifices. There are certain things we are very accustomed to, but we sacrifice it. Why? It's exam time. So likewise, our whole life is exam. So somebody is going to some haram, somebody is going to some sinful place, somebody is doing something that is wrong, 
we are not going to allow that to distract us. And we are going to keep steadfast. And we are going to keep making an effort to get closer to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq and Allah Ta'ala assist us to pass the exam of life. That is the biggest exam and the most important exam. And Allah Ta'ala also make it possible for everyone to pass all these smaller exams also well. Allah Ta'ala help each one in their work and enable each one to attain the best results. But at the same time, the very important thing is to remember that this whole life is a test and we need to pass the test of life. For that we have to make these lifestyle changes. Lifestyle changes for the better. Those kind of lifestyle changes that are going to please Allah Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم صلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله